It is a truth universally acknowledged that a person who studies Victorian lit must field questions about Jane Austen. No, wait. I can do better. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a podcast about Victorian writers must have a word with you, dear listener, on the topic of Jane Austen. This is Victorian Scribblers, an informal exploration of the lives of lesser-known Victorian writers. And I'm Courtney Floyd, a doctoral candidate in literature and print culture at the University of Oregon. Hi guys! I thought it might be useful before we get into the podcast proper to give you a rundown about what Victorian actually is and what the term encompasses. And what better way to do that than to address one of the most common misconceptions I encounter as a Victorian scholar. Buckle up guys because today I put my ranting pants on. Jane Austen is not a Victorian writer. She's not. She can't be. There is no possible way. I don't care what you've heard. Jane Austen is not a Victorian writer. Whew, I've been wanting to get that off my chest for a long time. But now that I have, let's get into the what's, the why's, and the wherefores. Point to the first. Jane Austen was born on December 16, 1775. She died on July 18, 1817, the year before Frankenstein came out, incidentally. And on that note, I should also say that Mary Shelley is not a Victorian writer either. Point the second. Jane Austen's most popular novels were published between 1811 and 1816. To give you a bit of historical context, Britain was still under the rule of King George III, the regent against whom we Americans rebelled in the Revolutionary War. But in 1811, his son, also named George because the Victorians liked to name their children after themselves, was crowned Prince Regent because his father had become too obviously unfit to rule. So from 1820 to 1830, George IV ruled, and from 1830 to 1837, his brother William IV ruled. It is only in 1837 that Queen Victoria takes the throne. Point the third. I'm bad with sequential numbering, guys, so please bear with me if I trip up and skip a point. Queen Victoria wasn't born until the May 24th, 1819. She took the throne in 1837 and ruled until her death in 1902 for a total of 65 years. So let's do a little bit of math. Queen Victoria was not born until two years after Jane Austen died. Moving on. By its strictest definition, then, the Victorian period begins in 1837 and ends in 1902. But because defining an age and its literature by the reign of one person, even the very long reign of one person, is pretty arbitrary, this periodization is moved around a lot. So you might hear dates like 1830 to 1900, 1837 to 1880-ish, or uh, even longer or shorter ones. 
I'm going to strictly go by 1837 to 1902 because that gives me a little bit of wiggle room to talk about fin de siècle writers who were working at the end of the century and well into the 20th century. If, as I mentioned before, our periodization or the scope of the Victorian period is somewhat arbitrary, how do we tell what counts as Victorian? Well, there are some handy events at the beginning and the end of the, the period that distinctly mark it as different from the experience people had of the world before and after. So in the 1830s, England gets the steam engine and the railroad, and this makes people experience place and time in profoundly different ways than they ever could before. Even the slowest train is remarkably faster than a carton buggy or the stagecoach, and authors like Dickens reminisce quite often about how different the world became in their lifetimes as a result of these technologies. At the same time, increasing forces of industrialization and their resulting urbanization when people flocked toward industrial centers to get jobs really changed the shape and feel of the country. At the end of the century, we have, of course, the death of Queen Victoria um, leading into uh, the Edwardian age and the First World War, and things are just getting more and more and more modern. So we have um, automobiles, we have moving pictures, we have telephones, and between those sets of technical innovations and the social changes they produce, we find the heart of the Victorian age. It was an age in which um, photographic technology was first developed so that authors like Lewis Carroll, aka Charles Dodgson, could take up the hobby and really experiment with it as an art. We have scientists and um, criminologists developing forensic technologies like fingerprinting, um, using photography as a forensic technique. We have Charles Darwin changing the way the world understands science and the way people understand their own origins in relation to nature. The Victorian period was defined by its speed and its movement. Henry David Thoreau over in the States called it the restless, nervous, bustling, trivial 19th century and preferred not to dwell on the, quote, confused tintinabulum of modernity. By contrast, Jane Austen's world was much quieter and calmer, much more sedate. I love Jane Austen, I do. She's written some of my favorite books. I read and reread Persuasion on a regular basis. But she's not a Victorian scribbler. She belongs to the Regency period, and is separated from our period by two kings, a school of writing you might know as Romanticism, Another one, which falls into the interregnum, uh, in which writing style and society began to change and evolve into what we might recognize as more properly Victorian today. She's definitely part of the long 19th century, and a clear influence on many of the Victorian scribblers we'll discuss. But she's not part of our focus here directly. In the future, if there's interest, I might include a mini-cast on who she influenced and how and what they had to say about her. But for now, let's leave her at peace in a time when writing about daffodils and clouds 
When eating opium and writing about ancient mariners and their adventures with large white birds was much more conceivable and well-received than verses about nature red in tooth and claw. I'll see you next time, guys. After the ball, done by Mr. George J. Music for this podcast, courtesy of MuseOpen, www.museopen.org. If you liked what you heard today and want to hear more, please take a look at the Victorian Scribblers Patreon page. It's www.victorianscribblers.patreon.com. You can also keep up with the podcast on all of the usual social media networks through email at victorianscribblers.outlook.com and on SoundCloud. Ah,